Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Has, has not stepped away here yet 
he has he had to step away, but I will go ahead and bring bring him in. Of course, JD and also John here, to episode three eighty six Revolution. Gentlemen, welcome, of course, to the show. <clears throat> of course, coming up here this evening, in addition to our wrestling music views and history and birthdays, we'll also be talking about, of course, our thoughts and opinions on the results of last night's SmackDown Live broadcast. Uh, there, there's a, I'm sure a lot, a lot of folks here, a lot of things that our folks here are going to talk about here tonight. So be prepared to hear everything, every, everything, anything, and everything that we're going to talk about here tonight. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed tonight comes from our group dedicated to the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. It is NWA US built on tradition. And if you want to join us, <clears throat> of course, for the live video feed for episode 386 of Revolution coming from the NWA US page, please feel free, of course, to visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash, make sure I have this correct, NWA US tradition. And uh, you'll be able to watch uh, watch me, of course, uh, speak as you hear all our other folks here talk about everything going on here tonight with episode 386, Revolution. And, of course, if you want to join us through the old-fashioned method through TalkShoe.com, phone number, as always, is 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138-055-POUND. Of course, the match is six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here this evening of course, on the 386 of Revolution. Now, ladies and gentlemen, normally we just talk about wrestling music views here for tonight. Uh, J.D., as I said, did have to step away for a moment. He will return on here momentarily. So in the meantime, we're going to go ahead <clears throat> We're going to go ahead and start with our wrestling history and birthdays here, of course, posted by the Human Supplies Machine, John Gross. Of course, a lot of wrestling history taking place here today, uh, September 13th. Let's go ahead and uh, and uh, bring that here to you here right now. First, we start with a real with a with a real classic right here, folks. Seventy nine years ago today, which would put it, I do believe, at nineteen thirty eight, John Pesek was awarded the NWA Heavyweight Title after Everett Marshall, the champion at the time, refused at their annual meeting to post a one thousand dollar bond for a proposed tournament. Pesek was the only contender willing to post the bond, so he was awarded the title. Pesek is soon stripped of the belt when he refused to take on top contenders to the championship. Three months later, Lou Fez would win the vacated title when he defeated Everett Marshall. That would not be the only time Pesek was stripped of the belt. In 1940, he was stripped of the, of the uh, I, believe, I believe, I don't know if this is the same belt or not, uh, for refusing to, for also refusing to face top contenders, that belt, of course, being the NWA Heavyweight Belt. Uh, Thirty-one years ago today, which would put it at 1986, WWF taped the seventh edition of Saturday Night's Main Event from the Richfield Coliseum in Richfield, Ohio. The show didn't air until October the fourth, a full three weeks later. At the time, it's the longest gap between the show's taping and its original airing in the series. It would end up being 32 days for the 21st edition, as it was taped on April 25, 1989, but didn't air until May the 27th, 1989. 24, I believe this is correct, yes. 24 years ago today, which would put it at uh, 1993, yes. On Monday Night Raw from New York City at, at the Hammerstein Ballroom, the Quebecers defeated the Steiner brothers in a province of Quebec rules match 
to win the WWF Tag Team titles. It's the only time the titles have changed hands on a DQ in WWF history. That same day in Memphis, Tennessee, Tatanka defeated Jerry Lawler to win the USWA Unified Heavyweight title. 19 years ago today, which to put it at 1998, WCW presented Fall Brawl War Games from the Lawrence Joe Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Of course, once again, near my neck of the woods. 11,528 were in attendance with 275,000 watching on pay-per-view, which was up 80,000 from 1997's edition. The show made history on multiple levels. Let me see here. Uh, it is the last time the match is contested in a double cage, and it's also the last time War Games was contested on pay-per-view, and for the first time, pinfalls were allowed. It was a three-team War Games match, but it was every man for himself as the man who got the decision would go on to face the WCW World Champion Goldberg at Halloween Havoc. The match could be won at any time if all the, if all the participants were not in the match. During the opening match between Jim Knight and the team of Nightheart and British Bulldog against Alex Wright and Disco Inferno, Bulldog took an awkward bump on a trap door that was meant to be used for Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior, later in the show. Bulldog would actually wrestle for another month before being diagnosed with a nearly paralyzing spinal infection. Team WCW, consisted of DDP, Roddy Piper, and The Warrior, defeated the NWO, Bret Hart, Stevie Ray, and Hulk Hogan, and NWO Wolfpack, Kevin Nash, Lex Luger, and Sting in a three-team War Games match. This was also Warrior's first match in the wrestling ring since July of 1996, when he wrestled in the WWF against Owen Hart. DDP would score the pinfall over Stevie Ray, and as a result, he would earn the right to face Goldberg for the World Heavyweight title at Halloween Havoc. 17 years and three days ago, uh, 17 years would be, uh, be the year 2000, Eric Bischoff was removed from his post as WCW president. He was taken into WCW as an announcer in 1991 after unsuccessfully auditioning for the WWF. In 1993, Bischoff became WCW's executive producer, replacing Bill Watts, who resigned after Watts had made some racist comments. The next year, the next year, Bischoff was WCW's executive vice president and ushered in the rise ushered in the rise of WCW. It was on Bischoff's watch that the company turned in a profit for the first time ever in 1995. By 1997, he became the president of WCW. WCW's advantage over the WWF disappeared over the course of 1998, and though the company had strong revenue and attendance, by the spring of 1999, WCW took a big hit. Bill Bush would re- went on to replace Eric Bischoff as WCW's top man, but as senior vice president, Bischoff would return to WCW but in an on-screen capacity in April of 2000. In that year, Bischoff was part of a group of investors that would buy WCW and try to return it to its former glory. But despite, <clears throat> despite a letter of intent being signed, America Online's merger with Time Warner combined with Jamie Kellner axing all wrestling programming on the Turner Networks, 
killed any prospects of a future for WCW. WWF would buy out WCW in March 2001, just before WrestleMania 17. Now, I do think we do have, uh, uh, of course, this is guest number four, but of course, I do believe this is our friend Anil Patel, who has joined us on the uh, joined us on the chat box here as well. Anil, welcome here, of course, to 386 Revolution. <clears throat> That same day in WCW from Charlotte, North Carolina, Chris Benoit would defeat Rick Steiner to win the WCW World TV title. Sixteen years ago today, and I did mention this here before on Outside of the Rubs, a very particular wrestling moment, WWF presented a live episode of SmackDown from the Compact Center in Houston, Texas. The show was originally scheduled to tape two days earlier, but was postponed because of the ter- due to the terrorist attacks in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Pennsylvania, of course, on 9-11-01. It was the first televised live sporting event in the United States since the 9-11 attacks. The show kicked off with Vince McMahon kicking off with a big speech and also Lillian Garcia singing the Star-Spangled Banner. Featured comments by a lot of WWF and Alliance superstars. The comments that Johnson liked the most was Bradshaw's comment, as for the show itself, the storylines were put on hold. As for the matches, here were the matches that took place on this special edition of SmackDown after the 9-11 attacks. The Hardy Boys defeated the team of the Hurricane and Lance Storm. RVD defeated Spike Dudley. Chris Jericho defeated Christian. The Rock defeated Sean Stasiak in three seconds to retain the WCW title. The Acolytes defeated X-Pac and Albert. Booker T defeated the Big Show. Lita defeated Ivory. Test and the Dudley Boys defeated Tajiri, William Regal, and Scotty Tuhati. And Kurt Angle defeated Rhino. In a post-show dark match, WCW champion The Rock defeated WWF champion Steve Austin by DQ. This was the first match between Rock and Austin since WrestleMania 17. 13 years ago today, which would put it at 2004, Mike Bucci, and this is, I believe that's how you pronounce it, made his WWF debut, <clears throat> which I believe was WWE debut, as Simon Dean. He was most famous, of course, as Nova of ECW fame, but after the promotion shut down, worked the independent circuit before landing in OVW Wrestling in 2002, working under Jim Cornette as an assistant before being called up to WWE. He didn't do too much, after, serve, after he served as a lower-card wrestler, though <clears throat> was traded to SmackDown in June of 05, after a one-shot as Nova of the Blue World Order, a return as, with, as the, with, to the fitness guru gimmick, and was largely a jobber until he retired in August of 2006. That same night in Seattle, Washington, Randy Orton interrupted Evolution's party by jumping, jumping out of a cake. Later on in the show, Kane took on Snitsky in a no-holds-barred match with Lita still in Kane's corner. Lita and Kane had an argument with Snitsky getting the advantage, hitting Kane with a steel chair, falling down on top of Lita. Lita was pregnant, and the next week, Lita and Kane lost the baby. In the main event, Shelton Benjamin made his return to Monday Night Raw, 
to help Randy Orton and Chris Benoit against Evolution. I'm sorry. (laughs) Evolution. Twelve years ago, which we put it at 2005, after winning the Tough Enough contest in December of 2004 and earning a spot at the 2005 Royal Rumble, uh, Tough Enough winner Daniel Pewter was released just one year into his four-year deal with WWE. With the company citing budget cuts, he made headlines in November of 2004. When he nearly defeated Kurt Angle in a shoot bout on SmackDown, Pewter rode that momentum of near victory to actual victory when he beat. And see, ladies and gentlemen, uh, John is typing up the history here as quickly as he possibly can. So, future WWE superstar who is currently the Intercontinental Champion now, The Miz, by popular vote in the final. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you can see me for just one second, I do have to step away here for just a moment. Uh, of course, J.D. is not back on with us here yet. Uh, so in the meantime here, please feel free to continue to listen to some of our, op- to our opening song, uh, which is, <clears throat> which, is a, which is a remastered version of the song Nobody Rides for Free by popular heavy metal group Rat. Uh, I'll be right back here in just a couple minutes to finish off our history for this evening. Apologies there, ladies and gentlemen, back on here now with episode 386 Revolution as we continue our wrestling history for tonight. <clears throat> uh, talking about Daniel Pewter here, of course, uh, featured WWE superstar who is currently Intercontinental Champion, The Miz, by popular vote, of course, in the final. He appeared in one match at the Royal Rumble 05 when he was chopped heavy by Chris Benoit, Andy Guerrero, and Hardcore Holly before Holly eliminated Pewter. Pewter was sent to developmental and stuck around before being released but with reduced pay. Daniel declined. Pewter gave a statement <clears throat> on uh, web, the website Fight Sports following his release, but John says he's not going to announce it. Pewter dabbled in MMA and wrestled briefly for both Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling 07 and 2010, respectively, until he retired from combat sports in 2011 and founded an anti-bullying and youth developmental campaign. Eight years ago today, which would put it at 2009, yes, WWE presented Breaking Point from the Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. The events hooked that the main event matches would be contested under submission rules. 12,000 were in attendance with 169,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, down from 211,000 homes 
for the September 08 pay-per-view Unforgiven. This will be the one and only breaking point event. The name stayed on for a few years in WWE video game, video games. John said he does believe it is. Its first appearance was in WWE 12 as the name of their submission system. However, the system was scrapped with the release of WWE 2K15. The first time Legacy took on DX in the first ever submissions count anywhere match with Legacy defeating DX. Also, John Cena defeated Randy Orton in an I Quit match to win the WWE title. And John said he'll go on record saying this was one of the greatest matches of Breaking Point. John said, memory serves him correctly. This was the first I quit match since September of 2007. I do believe you're right about that, John. Also, CM Punk defeated The Undertaker in a submission match to retain the World Heavyweight title. In true WWE fashion, they remixed... The Montreal Screwjob yet again. Taker had beaten Punk with the Hell's Gate, but the submission hold was deemed banned. The reason why it was still banned is because of May 2008. Remember, Vicky Guerrero banned the Undertaker of the submission hold. So the match resumed with Punk and his Undertaker in the Anaconda Vice. But Scott Armstrong rang the bell, but the Undertaker did not submit a prelude to the 1997 Survivor Series Montreal screw job, of course, between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Seven years ago today, we put it at 2010, WWE presented Raw Roulette in 2010 from the U.S. Bank Arena in Cincinnati, Ohio. 
six years ago today, which we put it at 2011, at an impact taping, <clears throat> Sting, Sting defeated Ric Flair by submission, and also with the win, Sting earned a shot against Hulk Hogan at Bound for Glory. During the match, Flair, age 62 at the time, tore his triceps muscle on a superplex spot. Turned out to be Ric Flair's final TNA match that was fired. He was fired from the promotion in May of 2012. It turned out to be the legend's final match ever. Just about a year to the day of the taping, Jerry Lawler suffered a heart attack just minutes after he had teamed up. Randy Orton defeat CM Punk and Dolph Ziggler in a match of Raw. Flair cited this recent for his retirement in December of 2012. He finished his career as perhaps the greatest of all time, winning 16 recognized world heavyweight titles. Although some circles have him as at winning twenty five world titles. And of course J D didn't mention this before before the show and all that John bring it here to our attention. Of course our birthday's tonight. Happy thirty sixth birthday to um, uh, Angelina Love and also happy thirty third birthday to SmackDown superstar Baron Corbin. And John will be providing a, providing a little bit of history on him. He was an offensive guard for the Division II Northwest Missouri State Bearcats as the team went on the four consecutive NCAA Division II. National Championship Games from 2005 to 2008. He joined the Indianapolis Colts as an undrafted free agent in 2009, but was released. He was signed to a futures deal by the Arizona Cardinals in 2010 that wouldn't make the team before he was released in September of 2011. He signed with WWE in August of 2012 and right away went to NXT. He went on a five-month undefeated run before he was defeated by Adrian Neville. In the semifinals of a number one contenders tournament for the NXT title, he primarily feuded with Bull Dempsey, Samoa Joe, Apollo Crews, and Austin Aries. 
where he left NXT for WWE's main roster in April 2016 at WrestleMania 32. He was a surprise entrant of the third annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and won the Battle Royal by last eliminating Kane. And John says he's got more, so he's, he's bringing it here to us. Corbin debuted on Raw the next night, competing to a double countout with Dolph Ziggler, and where Corbin laid him out. Corbin would lose to Ziggler, making this his first main roster loss at payback. Corbin and Ziggler traded wins with each other until Money in the Bank. When Corbin ended the feud by defeating Ziggler, he was traded to the SmackDown brand and continued to dominate the entire SmackDown brand. I do notice that Anil Patel has left us here for the evening. So, Anil, thank you very much for joining us here tonight. And while John continues to bring us some history here, I will go ahead and point out we do have a, we do have a, another one of our own on the line here. She is, of course, the first lady of professional wrestling. She's also known as the Black Widow. She's also part of, uh, of course, of the duo called Ke- now is King Classy, along with King and W.O. Jawarki Smith. Of course, also part of the NWO Madness Kingdom with King and W.O. and also the Iceman. Uh, of course, uh, part of uh, WCWS Attitude Radio, also Top Hill Inc., also WCWS Wrestling Debate. Also, of course, uh, GFW Main Event and WCWS Women's Revolution. She's also the first 2015 WCWS Hall of Famer. She is the one and the only, the M to the L to the D, Miss, by all means, Michelle Lynn Dodd has now joined us. Michelle, welcome to 386 of Revolution. Hello. Hi, Michelle. And J.D. has returned also as well. I'm just about done with the history, then then J.D. can give us a few quick news things that we can talk about some snap down here, guys. Uh, (coughs) uh, John just goes on to say, of course, but today is Baron Corbin's birthday. We did talk about that here earlier. Uh, some more news on him. Uh, he would join Team SmackDown Survivor Series, but was replaced by Shane McMahon at the 2017 Royal Rumble. He was he eliminated Raw's Braun Strowman, but he was but Corbin was eliminated by the Undertaker. He stayed on the SmackDown brand and won the 2017 Money in the Bank match in the SmackDown main event. But he would lose his cashing calls. He would be the third man to lose his cashing calls, similar to John Cena and Damian Sandow. And John, that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for tonight. So, John, thank you very much for providing that here with us. Uh, J.D., any news you want to go ahead and bring here to us? Please go ahead and proceed. Uh, 
Um, I don't have any news except I was just reporting on last night. Apparently, the NXT tapings, however, will be tomorrow night because of the storm that's happened this week. They were supposed to be tonight, but they've been pushed back tonight. And also, we know who won the uh, classic last night, the May Young. But we do hear there were a lot of big names there last night: Marinulo, Ronda Rousey, Beth Phoenix, uh, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky Lynch. Oscar was there. It was a who's who of celebrity uh, row last night in Sin City. And uh, they're also talking now that, that they might be putting uh, the next NXT Women's Champion, maybe deciding that maybe a takeover in Houston, possibly in November. We'll see what happens tomorrow night because they're going to start taping the shows okay. tomorrow night. All right. Thank you very much, Rick. Thank you for providing us with us, of course. J.D. along with King W.O. Duarte Smith is King Ice for 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. Bring all the news that's fit to print, and of course, if it doesn't fit, <laughs> we find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, the best way possible is, of course, super glue and duct tape. You cannot go wrong with that whatsoever. Uh, JD, thank you very much for providing that here with us this evening. Ep- uh, episode 386, WWS Revolution 1724 444 7444, call ID 138055 pound. Of course, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Of course, this is Wednesday. September 13th, 2017, along with the Iceman, J.D. Jerry Girolamo, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and not only the Human Splits Machine, John Gross. Uh, Neil Patel was on here with us, but he has since now left the line, so we thank him once again for coming back on. All right here, folks. I guess y'all are waiting and itching to talk about SmackDown last night. So we'll go ahead. I'm going <clears> to <throat> turn over here. Uh, like I said, the uh, uh, whomever wants to start, please go ahead and proceed. I, I'm dying to hear what everybody thinks. Uh, so please uh, go ahead and... Uh, well, um, I was thinking since it's... I think ladies ought to go first. So, Michelle, I think you ought to have the floor first tonight. Um, okay. <clears throat> I thought the match between Styles and Dillinger was good. Uh, you know, of course, Baron Corbin interfered. Um, I really like to see them do something with Ty Dillinger. Uh, I want to see gold around his waist, something. He, they're just shitting on him, honestly. And, I mean, if it wasn't for AJ, he wouldn't even have had that title shot last night. Um, but it was, it was a good match. <coughs> I kind of like their in-ring chemistry. They, they had a little bit of it going on. Um... Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the hell happened. Um, you want me to help you? Oh, Natalia and Naomi next. Not talking about that shit. That was stupid. It yeah, it was just a waste of airtime. Um, and Carmella <clears throat> and her little uh, leash, as she puts it, for Ellsworth. Yeah, that was stupid. Um, let's. See, yeah, help me, JD. I'm the blind. New Day Uso uh, street fight with the New Day getting the belts back. Um, you know that was actually a really good match. I think um, they all put on a good show. I know I'm saying something good about the Usos. Holy shit! Write it down. <laughs> um, I got it. At this time of day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean it was a really good match, and they all did very well. And there was some kind of oh shit moments, honestly, in it. 
and uh, I was like, oh, God, who's going to get injured and, you know, who's not going to come back tomorrow kind of thing. Uh, but it was a good match. Uh, you know, New Day's champions again, uh, which I think is, yeah. Anyways, next. Uh, your boys, the Hype Pros versus Cable and Benjamin. Next. Uh, <laughs> the Dolph Ziggler thing making fun of everyone. Oh, definitely next, because he's on my shit list right now. That shit that he did and pulled, and he did the shit, of, and then it was the Ultimate Warriors music. Oh, my God. I was yeah, so they said Dana Warrior was very pissed off about that, to say the least. In the back, she was irate. That that was total, total disrespect to the Ultimate Warrior and his family. Yep. I was very, very, very pissed. Well... I know the one thing you're chomping at the bitch just like me to get into is KO Vince McMahon at the end and the whole thing of Brian. Thing. Okay, well let's all let let's all think about this realistically before we go off and, you know, say shit that we don't mean or whatever the case may be. It's all storyline. Vince McMahon, I read today, he approved this storyline. He wants to do it to build the heat up between Owens and Shane. So, basically, I read that he reinstated Shane and that Shane McMahon until the pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell, he's going to make Owen's life a living hell. And rightfully so. Um, I thought it wasn't okay. I I didn't, oh, no, I'm not going to, I didn't like the segment. I I tell you that right now. Because I can tell you right now, honestly, I don't care if it's storyline or not, if it was anybody else. They would have been suspended. <clears throat> they would have been kicked out of the building, whatever the hell the case may be. But because this is, like I said, storyline, and they're starting the feud between Owens and McMahon, they didn't do that. But um, I don't approve of it. I think that Owens originally in the beginning said a lot of harsh stuff that was really, really not necessary. Like, you know, you don't need to be here. Your kids don't want you here. You should have not made it out of that plane crash. All of that shit was just really uncalled for. I understand making heat and making a feud and and whatnot, but that was just a little bit too extreme for me. Um, But I I will say that um, I think there's going to be a heavy stipulation coming for that match for Hell in a Cell, and I think it's probably going to be Owen's career on the line in that match. I, I really... I get that gut feeling kind of thing, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, Can I ask you something? Yeah. Okay, and I've asked Chad this question. I think we've all asked the question before to all of you guys. With the way it's going right now with Owens and the whole McMahon thing, however, could we see down the road maybe, Oh, I mean, I know you said no before, but now more and more after what happened last night, could we see maybe, and Owens Triple H match at say the Rumble or possibly WrestleMania this year. Um, honestly, that would be a highlight for me to see the game destroy Owens. Honestly, yeah. Um, it's no offense to Owens because I <clears throat> I'm a big Kevin Owens fan. I love him. I, I respect him. Mm-hmm. The dude is phenomenal. Yes, he is. Uh, on the mic, he's amazing in the ring. Uh, I think to some certain degree. He's underrated in my eyes. Like, a lot of people don't respect him for him. You know, like other wrestlers, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get into the, you know, 
pissing contest about it, but I think that a lot of people don't look at Owens for his potential. They look at him as, he's a heel, he's an asshole, shut him up, don't talk on the mic, blah, 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 that kind of thing. But um, I think it's going to be a hell of a match between those two upcoming, and I don't, I, and we all know Shane, how Shane is. Shane is not going to back down. Mm-hmm. Shane's going to put everything into it and his body on the line, everything. Uh, but like the comment about his kids and his family and you should have never come out to help, you know, you never should have made it out of that plane crash on and on. I, <clears throat> I didn't like that at all. I, I don't care if it's storyline or not. I think they could have done without those parts in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, let me ask you this. The sh- oh, the so, stupid. So. Um, uh, I I want to say what I want to say about this son of a bitch, but I can't on the radio because I just can't. Um, Jinder Mahal, where the hell's Gerard at tonight? Um, the stupid Mahal Maharaja piece of shit. Um, yeah, he he needs to go somewhere, and he needs to go somewhere fast. And we need a new WWE champion because I'm sick of looking at that ugly motherfucker's face. Excuse my language, but I am. If I have to see him again and I have to hear him or his stupid little sing brothers, I'm going to pick them all up and I'm going to put them in a bag and I'm going to throw their ass in the nearest river. Something along that line. I'll help you. Good old stuff I'll right help now. you because I can't see <clears> either one of them either. But, um, yeah, it's a little bit too much. Uh... Mahal is, uh, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Is there anything else I missed, J.D.? No, but speaking of piece of shit, however, what the hell are they doing with the last few weeks with Bobby Roode? Where the hell has he been? I don't know what they're doing with him. The last two weeks, they've shit all over him. Literally. I don't know what Well, actually, actually, I read Bobby Roode asked for those. Uh, he had a prior engagement. For those oh, okay. few weeks, and he already told him ahead of time he wasn't going to be there, so oh, okay. they're I not sitting on him. He had something else going on. But who do you see him getting in a few? Because at one point, I can see him if he keeps. I, I mean, like you mentioned about Dolph, the dick, shall we say, not the dork, the dick continues to be the way he is, however. I have a feeling the glorious one's going to put him in his place, and I hope he does. Because Dolph is just continuing to annoy me, just like Enzo is on Raw with this shit. Well, yeah. I mean, I think Dolph... Well, you know, if you think about it, though, Dolph has a point. If you think about it. The, his point to me that's come that I am, am sensing is that he's saying no one's looking at him for his, his in-ring ability. They're looking at him for other reasons. And that's a big part of... Okay, now I'm going to have to preach to the choir here a little bit, but... <clears throat> I'm a woman. Yeah, shocker. I know you guys didn't know that. But anyways. I didn't think we were aware of that. No, just kidding. Uh, and I think I that most women... <laughs> yeah, shocker. Um, we're going to put that on the uh, the Blue Facebook page. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to put it on the Facebook page. Um right. I, I think that most, most of the men are attractive on there. Is that the main reason why I look at them? No. Yes. No. Mostly no. And yes. But 
that's the problem with a lot of other people is they're like, oh, he's Roman Reigns. Let's use Roman Reigns as an example. Roman Reigns is a sex figure to these stupid bitches out there. He's cute, he's this, he's that, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but do you look at him for his in-ring ability, for his career? No. You look at what's in his britches, or what you seem to think is in his britches, and his looks. That's all you care about. And that's not what wrestling's about. It's, that's, that's, that's just not what it's about. You can, you know, you can like and love all day long. But the fact of the hand, the fact that hand, shit, one day I'll talk. The fact at hand is that you got to look at them for their wrestling ability. Not, not their pretty face, not their pretty eyes, pretty hair, pretty lips, all that shit. You got to look at them for what they do in the ring. That's what the hell they're there for. They're not there for you to drool all over and act like a flaming fucking idiot over them. And like I said, that's a lot of, a big part of, 95% of the women that are so-called wrestling fans that they look at them for that. I don't. I do, and I don't. But <laughs> when I do, it's on my time. But when I don't, it's when they are wrestling. I look at them for what they're doing in the ring. <clears throat> and that's a big problem. But anyway, SmackDown was really not all that great this week. Um, I can't even say that Raw outdid them. They did, though, but they really didn't, if that makes any sense. I thought both shows were shit. Uh, but I am excited that the, on 205 Live that uh, Jack Gallagher turned heel. And I don't know why the hell they put Breezango on the fucking 205 Live show. That is so wrong, so disrespectful, wasteful talent. They are not cruiserweight. I'm sorry. They could be, but they're not. They're they're tag team champion material. That's what they are, and they don't want to do that with them, and that pisses me off. But anyways, I think the better show this week was Raw. That's my opinion. Yeah. Thank you very much. Great, great point of view there, Michelle. Thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> well, okay, boys. Uh, which one of you would like to would like to be next in line to spill their gun? Did you or you, John? I'm going to John go next. But John, oh, okay. Well, John's got to get him out here. To <laughs> Stay right here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he says, uh, SmackDown was pretty good. Styles and Dillinger was great. New Day finally won the tag team titles. It was an understanding why they won against the Usos, but John thinks that the Usos are entitled to the rematch clause that should be inside Hill in a Cell. And John says, no, John, where... <laughs> John says, here's where it gets a little bit interesting in his review. Now he talks about the Vince McMahon thing. Okay, Vince McMahon comes out to confront Kevin Owens and two things he thought was going to happen. Number one, he thought he was going to take KO's side. And number two, he, he thought he, John thought that he was, that uh, Vince was going to go after KO. But when Vince was going to tell KO to sue the WWE and say that, Say he has two. Give me this second here. Magic words for him: "You're fired." But instead, Vince reinstated Shane and gave KO a match against Shane inside Hell in a Cell. And John thought KO and Vince were on the right track, but then Owen butts Vince's head and busts him open. Vince tries to fight him off, but Owen just beats the living crap out of him. John says he's a KO fan, but he really took things a little too far. 
He was on. I mean, John was saying he was on the McMahon side last year when he was handed the Universal Title after Triple H turned his back on Seth Rollins. But now when he went to SmackDown, he and Shane got into it. And now Stephanie is taking the McMahon side, and for once, John agrees with what the McMahons are saying or doing. <clears throat> John says he's still a KO fan, but has no excuse for what happened. It was appalling and disgusting. John says also he's still a KO fan, but has said no excuse for what happened. It was, once again, appalling and disgusting. And Triple H should return to Royal Rumble or WrestleMania to take on Kevin Owens. <laughs> Want to see Owens attacking all of the McMahons, all of the McMahons, and that leads to the Triple H showing up. Of course, remember when Randy Orton, excuse me here, uh, crossed the line and he paid for it when Triple H threw him through a window. Caleb better hope his windows are glassproof. John says, but anyway, it was stupid of what Kevin Owens did. John says he's got respect for Kevin Owens. But he has no respect for what he did to Vincent Mann. And it's something that Owens is going, to have to, is going to live with every day. He's going to look in the mirror, and when he looks in the mirror, all he will see is the man that put Vincent Mann down like all the others. Had Owens not ran his mouth on Shane, none of this would have happened. And John said that's all for his review of SmackDown. Okay, J.D., you're up next. Well, he didn't pull any punches, but get ready, because now, batting third, however, and not clean up, folks, you know who it is. Your worst nightmares. Yes. And speak okay. loudly. We can hear you. Yes. Okay. Michelle brought up some very good points, however. I mean, as far as the Natalia-Naomi match, it was okay. But again, I am tired of seeing the nerd, James Ellsworth, and the host geek, Carmella, however. I really am wanting to throw up every time I see these two on television. <laughs> As far as the New Day Uso thing, however, it was a good match. I was surprised it was not the main event, though. I mean, they could have made it the main event, however, but they did not. As far as the Hype Bros uh, thing, taking on uh, Ryder and ben- uh, Benjamin and Gable, yeah, like I said, it was a quick match. Nothing real exciting to write home about there. As far as the whole um, Dolph Ziggler thing goes, I agree again with Michelle. It was very disrespectful. It was classless, and Dolph continues to be the biggest douche on Tuesday nights, however. I mean, yes, they're trying, they think they're trying to do something good with this whole gimmick by him betraying all these gimmicks, however, and he's trying to uh, get uh, instant credible heat, which is fine. But if you ask me, however, I think it's time for Dolph to leave. I know people are thinking I'm crazy for saying that, and I might be, however, but you know what? What has he done? In the last six months, that once in, that WWE is wanting to hold on to him still. Last I checked, he has another whole hell of a lot, however. Ever since he had that feud with The Miz, they've kind of basically crapped all over him again. As far as AJ and Ty go, that was a good match. One of the better matches of the night. And uh, the whole uh, thing with Owens and Vince and everything like that, again, I agree with Michelle and John, however... It went a little too far with the remarks by Owens, however, but I do think, however, that Owens might be paying the price, maybe, possibly, at Hell in a Cell, maybe, by Shane, unless they make him beat Shane. And if they do, however, that could set up, like I said, a return of the game, however, possibly, at Survivor Series, Rumble, or WrestleMania, <laughs> But like Michelle said, all in all, it was not one of the better SmackDowns in Vegas this week. They kind of... Really crashed and burned, no pun intended, however, this week. But 
what the real excitement was, obviously, was the Mae Young Classic finale, which was a tournament final match, which was a great match. I've not seen it yet, but I heard good things about it. And, of course, like Michelle, and I know Michelle was surprised as any, and I think we all were last night, when we saw Mary Poppins turn heel. Now, hopefully, they do something right with him, obviously, nowadays with Brian Kendrick, supposedly with Brian Kendrick, but we'll just have to wait and see. So, yeah, this week's Howard Television again was kind of choppy. Hopefully, next week, it'll be a little bit better going into No Mercy, but we'll have to wait and see. J.D., thank you very much there, sir. Uh, Michelle and John, thank you very much also as well for providing you with your big-time reviews here of last night's SmackDown Live. Uh, guys, uh, this is something we didn't finish last night, uh, but I have another page of some, uh, of course, of course, of matches from 2K18 that we have already done. But of course, as like we did with the ones last night, I figured we kind of mix these up a little bit and give these a shot there. If, if everyone is game uh, to go to go around, uh, everyone, everyone okay with that? Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Let's go ahead and get started here. And the first one I will do, and John says he is as well, so okay, here we go. The first one I will do is Tyler Breeze versus Rusev. Michelle, your thoughts? Uh, <clears throat> damn, when I'm done choking. Um uh, Prince Pretty, Tyler Breeze. Hey, JD. The gorgeous one. John is going with Rusev. John, you're here. Yeah. And here's the other part from this equation right here. Big Cass versus Fondango. Mm. Show your thoughts here. <laughs> Fondango. J.D.? And Dango, no doubt. And John's going the opposite again. He's going with Big Cass. He's fired. Yep. Times two. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, you ready to crack the whip. Oh! Yeah, All right. Really. Ouch. We've got four le- legends up here we're going to intermix here. Uh, first off, we have a couple of big monsters right here. I think it's going to be a pretty interesting match. Typhoon. Versus Psycho Sid. Michelle. Uh, Psycho Sid. JD. Yeah, Psycho Sid. John. Oh, John. Like John the Psycho Sid. Okay. Let's see here. I'll come back to use that one here in a minute. Uh, here's here's an interesting one. Big E versus Aiden English. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chill. Big E. Big E? Big E, how can Aiden English cannot sing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I hear my one, I'll punch him in the face. John said Big E as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say that. Okay, excuse me. All right, next up here, Christian versus Kofi Kingston. Show your thoughts. Ooh. Captain Charisma. JD. 
This year's Hall of Fame recipient, Captain K, Captain Charisma. The Peep Nation will be celebrating Bourbon Street. John? John's also going with Christian. Okay. Next up here. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Xavier Woods versus Brian Kendrick. Ooh. Michelle, your thoughts here? I'm going to say draw. I love them both. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Kendrick's good, though, but you know what? However, Xavier Woods will have to get this match done very quickly because he's got to get back to the room, however, and start doing some filming. So you're going with? Xavier. Okay. He's and, playing John, for him. and John's going with Brian Kendrick. And here's the one, this is the reason why I was speckling about this. This is this is what I found, found pretty funny. Titus O'Neil versus Enzo Amore. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, motherfucking, how you doing? Neither. Okay. Uh, JD. I believe in the tightest brand, Enzo. You're going to be hearing how you're doing, all right? You're going to be, it's like, you're fired. Okay. And John says, tightest brand all the way. Okay. All right. Uh, Damn bug. Okay. Next one up here we will do. Uh, yeah, we'll give this a try. Shane McMahon versus Bo Dallas. Show your thoughts. Um, Shane O'Mac. JD. Bo, go away. Go away, Bo. We don't want you no more. Did you hear the news, Bo? Yeah, go away. I'm going to take Shane O'Mac. And you can Bo leave that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and John's going with Shane. Next up here, ooh, okay. Curtis Axel versus Cassius Ono. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew she was going to do that, Michelle. I knew those things that just now. Son of a bitch. Done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Wait, who was it again? <laughs> Curtis. Curtis Axel and Cassie Zono. Oh, fuck. Mr. Perfect, son. Damn it. Uh, draw. Okay, uh, JD. Yeah, I would have to say draw. Two good competitors here. John is going with Cassius Ono. Okay. Uh, another interesting one here Darren Young versus Noam Dar. Michelle? Neither one. Okay, JD. We're going to make Darren Young great again because Noam Dar is such a jackass. He reminds me of Brad Max when I look at him, the little pipsqueak that he is. Who? <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. B.Y. All you need is Bob Backlund, Mr. Backlund, back in the training. 
John says he would like this match to be a draw because Brock Lesnar will interfere and attack them both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, well, let's, let's try this one. Grand Metalik versus Rich Swan. Show your thoughts here. Rich. Oh. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> um. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rich Swan. And JD. Mr. Dancing Man himself, Rich Swan, who should be the Cruiserweight Champion right now if it was of a Neville. And John says Rich Swan is good. He picks him to win. Okay. Uh. Oh, okay. Okay, I got it right here. Okay. Okay, I got it. Mm. Jack Gallagher, Gallagher, or how do you pronounce his last name, versus Epico. Show your thoughts. Um, Jack Gallagher. <clears throat> Epico and Primo might as well just be fading out, burning out, and get out of the WWE while they can. WWE while they can now, because it'll be Gentleman Jack Howard saying, Wendy, I can fly! I can fly! <laughs> it's uh, Mary, Mary Poppins' illegitimate cousin. Yes. Like I said earlier when I was doing my review, I hope they do something right with him with the heel turn. They have to. They haven't done shit with him in a while as a face. Now as a heel, team up with Kendrick. Let's see how he handles himself. Okay. John says he must admit he wasn't a Gallagher supporter, but that umbrella might be handy. William the Third. Yeah, that's it. Uh, next one here, Primo versus No Way Jose. Joe, your thoughts? No Way Jose. Uh, JD, your thoughts here? Do you know the way to No Way Jose? Uh, maybe his brother San Jose. Hmm. Uh, t- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John says, especially, uh, the one where he did the Chris Jericho, the 2017 Warrior Rumble, where he used the umbrella to Jericho. Hmm. I didn't know he did that. Hmm. Okay. He did what now? Hold on, what? He said, John said something about the 2017 Royal Rumble, Gallagher used his umbrella at, towards Jericho. That's something. Do y'all oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. And John's also going with No Way Jose to win this match. You know the way to San Jose. Yeah, it's the Bailey's house. Whoa! Well, we're going to have a little Dion Warwick and whatnot how our Monday, I think, maybe because they are in San Jose this week, however. Um, this next one here, guys, we're going to do a we're going to do a fatal five-way here. With the last, <clears throat> last five men that are actually in the game. I'll go ahead and tell you that. 2K18 game. And here here are your participants here, guys. Tyson Kidd, Rhino, Kurt Hawkins, East Slater, and R-Truth. Michelle, your thoughts here? Keith Slater, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> JD? All right, it's Heath Slater. Who else again? 
Tyson Kidd, Rhino, Kurt Hawkins, and R-Truth. I'm going to say Tyson Kidd here, surprisingly. He was my second choice. Yeah, I'm torn between him and Rhino. I couldn't decide, though. And John also picks Tyson Kidd. And now we're going to do uh, two triple threat ladies matches here. I think y'all would be very fascinated with this. Okay. The first one we're going to do <laughs> this might be pretty darn interesting here. We're going to put Billy Kay versus Trish Stratus versus Stephanie McMahon. Michelle, your take here. Okay, who was it against? Trish Stratus. Oh, shit, Trish. I can't even talk. Trish Stratus. Jesus. Okay, I'll, don't worry about it. I'll repeat it. Billy Kay, Trish Stratus, and Stephanie McMahon. Oh, hell. Um, Stephanie McMahon. Okay, JD. Uh, Billy Kay, Stephanie, and who? Trish. Come on, how can you go against Trish Michelle? I'm not a fan of her. Okay, so JD, you're a friend. You're going with your strat with some satisfaction. Yes, I am. Okay. So would Gerard? Yes, he would. And John is and John is too. John needs some satisfaction. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, The next one here. Is where these are just these are the superstars that, like I said, are are in the game. The next ones I do are not going to be in the game, but these last three are in the game here. I'm about to say that. Peyton Royce versus Alicia Fox versus Charlotte. Uh, excuse me. Oh, 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 nice. You <laughs> yeah, that was very nice. Oh, that was the front of my front, the front of my loins. <laughs> oh man! Uh, I want some relief. I'm afraid my lawns, baby. Well, Michelle, what do you say? Oh! <laughs> um, damn. I'll repeat oh, it again. Ah. Ah. Uh, uh, oh. I'm gonna say Charlotte Flair. You're gonna say Charlotte, JD? Yeah, definitely Charlotte, no doubt. And John and John also what? says Charlotte. <laughs> the wrong okay. thing, darn it. Holy Sorry. <laughs> yeah. shit. Thank I'll you. I'll say it for him here. Okay. All right. Uh let me see here. Uh hmm. Ooh, I got it. I got it right here. This is this is okay, we'll give this a try. Uh, okay, now for some of the ones here who are who did who are not in the game right here, guys, from the list I got not too long ago. Okay, let me see here how I can do this. Uh, okay, I got it. We're going we're going to as much as I hate to say it, we're going to split up the Hardy Boys here and put them in a singles match here. Uh, we're going to put Elias Sampson. Versus Matt Hardy. Michelle, mm. your Michelle, your thoughts here. <clears throat> well, this is not so delightful as he says. Um, Matt Hardy. Okay. Uh, JD. Yep, definitely Matt Hardy. I'm still not walking with Elias. Yep. And John also says Matt as well. 
Well, this one I think might be an easy one here, too, with another one I'm about to do here. Jeff Hardy versus James Ellsworth. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Start! <laughs> yeah. And, J.D., one more time for good measure, please. Thank you. Uh, yes. Michelle, your thoughts here. I, I think I know where you're going with this. The Enigma, Jeff Hardy. J.D.? I'm sorry, I'll always The Daredevil, that. Jeff Hardy. <laughs> and John says, oh, man, Jeff Hardy would crush me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Well, I would hope the fuck you think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, you might find these, you might find these next two might pretty interesting here as well. Lana versus Maria Canellas. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michelle, your thoughts here. Maria Canellas Bennett. There you go, uh, JD. Sorry, Lana, you're not gonna feel the love because guess you're gonna be taught a lesson, honey. And that's going to be pain. Believe me, Maria will bring it. And just for good measure, however, if she wasn't with Mike Ben, she'd be with me. I'm all Becky. Oh, As <laughs> 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 John said, one more thing about the last match with Harvey and Ellsworth. He said, also get the ladder and a table so Jeff can swan time Ellsworth through the dang thing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Good point, John. Well said. And guys, you'd be shocked here. John is going with Lana. Traitor! John, you're fired times three, dude. You're just like <laughs> you're paying a thousand tonight, John, for all of us here. And while Maria's busy with in that match, her husband's going to have a is going to have another interesting bout as Mike Canellis will take on Shelton Benjamin. Ooh. Michelle, your thoughts here? Uh, Michael Bennett, without a doubt. <clears throat> Okay, JD. Mr. Bennett will be prevailing. Okay, so, and uh, John, your thoughts are Mike Canellis versus Shelton Benjamin. He's going to say Shelton Benjamin, watch. He said, no, actually, he's going with Mike Canellis. Oh, holy shit, it's going to snow. <laughs> it, it, it sure is. <laughs> it sure is. Okay. That's holding uh, me to an ant. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, hmm. Let's just give this one a try. Area Davari versus Mustafa Ali. Ooh, I like both of them. Show your thoughts. I'm gonna say draw. That would be a hell of a match. <clears throat> JD, who is it again? Sorry. Area Davari versus Mustafa Ali. Yeah, this is tough to call, but I'm gonna go draw too. This was really, really tough to call. And also, by the way, uh, J.D. is a special guest ref in this match. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. There you go. Uh, John, your your thoughts here? Area Devari versus Mustafa Ali. And let's see. He says Roman Reigns and John Cena. Yes, he, he says does. Mustafa Ali actually will win it. Yeah, he says John Cena doesn't kick out of two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one up here. This is going to be a tag match here, guys. As we're going to put the Singh brothers, which I know we're all fascinated with them. Uh, <laughs> thank you, yeah. The Singh brothers 
versus the team of Drew Gulak and Lince, Lince Dorado. Mm. Show your thoughts here. Uh, team Gulak only for Drew. <clears throat> I don't like the other one. Okay, JD. You really have to ask me that question. You know how I hate the Singh brothers or dislike the Singh brothers. No freaking way. The Singh brothers hop on the first train or plane or boat or whatever and get the hell out of our country. I'm sorry to say. Go back to India. Okay. Whoa! On fire. You take your stupid Maharaja with you. Exactly. Thank you, Michelle. I couldn't have said that any better. Right. And John, your take here. The Singh brothers versus Gulak and Dorado. For Gerard, say Doritos. John, the match is the Singh brothers versus the team of Drew Gulak and Lince Dorado. So NXT didn't come on tonight? I think it did, but they weren't, I mean, they probably did, but I didn't see it. I missed it. Uh, John is saying the team of Gulak and Dorado would win. Okay. Well, can I say one thing? I don't know if y'all heard about this or not, but they NXT signed another ROH dude, Adam Page. Yeah, I heard about that, and I'm telling you, I said it on a, a debate tonight. I would love, and I hope to God. I mean, they've, they've got three guys already. Please, please, please start making a new Four Horsemen. However, out of these guys, I want to see it happen. Yeah. And then yeah. add Roderick Strong. Actually. You got five guys right there. You have a perfect five right there. Oh yes. True. True. Next matchup here. Uh, hmm. That's not a bad idea. We'll do it that way. Tony Meese versus <laughs> Alistair Black. Oh shit! This is a tough one because it's just so. Show uh, your thoughts here. Well. Chad, I don't like it. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, well, <laughs> um, well, I've heard that for so many, so that's not the first time I've heard it. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I really like Tony Nese. I think he's underrated as shit. But I'm going to say Alistair Black. Okay. All right. JD? This is a tough one to call because they're both good in their own way. But yes, uh, I'm gonna say Alistair Black wins a close one. It's gonna be tough because they're both good in the yep. way. It really is. And John also says Alistair Black as well. Well, speaking of the ROH guys here, uh, let's do another tag match here. We're gonna pair up a couple. <laughs> uh, about to NXT guys, the ROH guys who are now in NXT. We'll say Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Versus the Street Profits. Michelle, your thoughts here? Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. JD. Yep, I agree. And by the way, they have a new nickname now, I hear. And that is? I think I sent it to you guys today. I know I did because they pulled off. What is it? Yeah, Yeah, I got to find it. Shoot. Well, hold on. I may, I may be able to locate it here. Um, so make sure what you sent to me earlier. 
The Undisputed Era. Yeah. I like the name. Oh, that's a good name. But you know, actually, Adam. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Adam Page and and uh, Roderick Strong will make a hell of a tag team. Yes, they would. Yes, I agree. And John, your thoughts here? Adam Cole and Bobby Fish versus the Street Profits. No, John. It's not Roman Reigns and John Cena. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Oh boy. The dream be... tag team is not in this, John. Okay, go. MSG. Now I'm going with Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Okay, let's see who we have. That's who we have here. Okay, okay we'll, we'll do this. I'll watch this. Andre Cien Almas. Versus Drew McIntyre. Mm. Show your thoughts here. Oh, sexy, sexy ass Drew McIntyre. <laughs> JD. McIntyre versus who? Andre Cien Almas, I think that's how you pronounce the name. Yeah. Okay. Draw, because they're both good. John's what? Going Have you fixed your head? No, Cena is a good wrestler. I've watched some of his tapes, and he he is very talented. But I'm not saying McIntyre is talented either, because McIntyre is really good. We know Cena almost ain't bad either. Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see what else we have here. Uh, okay, let's see what else we can do here. Next one I'm going to do here. This is going to be interesting. Uh, I think I can. Let me see. Let me well, that'd be a great match there. Uh, okay, we're going to do a two-all-three handicap match here. And it will be... It will be <clears throat> the team of Kyle O'Reilly and Lars Sullivan versus the team of Heavy Machinery and the Velveteen Dream. <laughs> Uh, Michelle, your thoughts here? Kyle O'Reilly and whoever you said with him, I forgot. Lars Sullivan. Yes. Okay. Uh, JD? O'Reilly and Sullivan versus who? Heavy Machinery and the Velveteen Green. Two-on-three handicap match. <sighs> Heavy Machinery is not too bad. I don't like the Velveteen Dream, though. He reminds me, you know what he does remind me of, and I think, Michelle, you might agree with this one, the artist formerly known as Prince Ikea. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's like oh, the, that he's that got the sense. purple gimmick. It's it's a little creepy, you know? It really is. Uh, but I do like heavy machinery. I don't like the dream. I got to go with Sullivan and his adversary. Kyle Riley. Yes, sir. And John is going with heavy machinery and the Velveteen Dream. Traitor! Mm, 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 mm. So I'm seeing purple tonight, aren't you? <coughs> Believe it or not, it's hard to believe WWE and WCW actually did did wrestlers when they did they call them the artists formerly known as whatever. Like you mentioned, JD, WCW did used it with Prince Ikea, and of course WWE did it with Goldust. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, which one do you think was better? Let me ask that question. We'll start with Michelle on this one. Michelle? Uh, what? <clears throat> um, as J.D. mentioned here before, he was talking about the Velveteen Dream reminding him of back in the day a WCW a wrestler named Prince I.K. when he was doing the thing kind of like the with the with the with the artist formerly known as Prince Kick going on. I'm sure mm-hmm. you heard about that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, well, Prince, they did this thing with Prince I.K. at WCW when they called him the artist formerly known as Prince I.K. And of course, you know, in WWF they did the same thing with Goldust, or everyone remembers that. Um, what, on your take, which 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 wrestler actually played that gimmick of better? In your opinion. Uh, Goldust. Uh, JD? I agree, and here's something for you guys. Not that, hold on. I'm getting to it. Give me a minute. Uh-huh. Oh, not that either. Okay. I found it. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. Oh, this is a few times, a little guitar riff for you there, guys. Not too shabby there. Nope. Not too shabby there, indeed. John, what your take? Which which artist gimmick, as I as we've called it here, was better? In your opinion, Prince Ikea and WCW or Goldust and WWF? <gasps> or JD here. <laughs> the artist formerly known as the Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And John is saying Goldust was better as well. I mean, I would have to agree with that. Especially the one, my, my, the funniest one that he did was, I think, with, when he did Marilyn Manson. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when they teamed up with Mark Merrow back in 98. He was doing that gimmick. <laughs> but, um you know, now we're going to do some ladies' matches here. Uh, uh, ladies are not in 2K18. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let's, yeah. Okay, there, there, there'll be two of them right here. Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot. Show your thoughts. Ruby Riot. JD? Definitely Ruby Riot. John? John also says Ruby Riot. And the final one here of that, uh, Selena Vega versus Sonya Deville. <clears throat> your, your, your take here. Sonya Deville. <clears throat> yep, agreed. John? Beefaroni, what? I wish I had something to eat right now. I wish I, for my, my, you want to talk, and Jonathan Green, he's also saying Ruby Wright. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Sonia DeVille. Uh, you want to talk about some favorite Chef Boyardee stuff? Let me tell you something. Just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't, you, you, you can't, you don't have to stop eating that. 
I love eating that. So I got to be careful with eating it, of course. But I enjoy eating it. And who doesn't want the spaghetti and meatballs? I'm not, that's my favorite. Beefaroni, I'll admit that's good. Ravioli, awesome. ABCs and one, two, threes, one of the best. Mm-hmm. With or without meatballs, I thought it, it's still good to me. Of course, I'm a big spaghetti is nuts too, so I can't help say that much. <clears throat> Michelle, does Caleb eat any canned pasta? Oh, yeah, he loves all that shit. <laughs> good man. Yeah, all right, good man, yeah. Stock up on the stock up on the spaghettios. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, uh, trust me, it's it, it's the between that and the ravioli. <clears throat> ooh, but he's he's got a he's got a he's got some good taste. Yes, indeed. Yeah, but he likes them all. <clears throat> what about cereal? Is there are particular cereals he likes. Or he likes does he like all of them. He's not really picky, no. Hey, I tell you what, there's about 20 of them I like. I don't care if they're for kids or not, I still eat them. I love a good bowl of cereal. Yeah, once me too. JD likes the peanut butter crunch. No, I can't do peanut butter no more after the kidney stone. Are you kidding? Yeah, because... Still, what? I am what, what peanut butter. I'm serious, I do not do peanut butter that much anymore. Crazy well, stuff, I know, it's true. I don't. What the hell? What was the reason? I didn't hear the reason. The oil and the peanut butter. like. Oh, because wait, you're, you're allergic to it? No, I'm not allergic to it. It's just, I mean, the last time I had peanut butter, I mean, like I said, however, uh, like I said, however, just, I just, like I said, however, couldn't do, I mean, I mean, I too, too much, I'm used to, I mean, you talk about peanut butter, you see gobs of it like crazy. And I'm like, kidding, I did. So, my doctor told me how I was certain things, how I like certain things I had to give up, and peanut butter was one of them. I don't miss it. You can't even eat those little, those little things, little little crunchy balls. Mm-hmm. You can't even eat those. Nope, your I kids. Don't. No, I don't You're eat those anymore. Nope, I don't eat those anymore. Nope. Oh, man. Uh, I'm happy. I mean, I, I could not be any more happier giving up peanut butter. It's the best thing I ever gave up in my life. Well, well. Hey, I even, hey, I enjoy I going. I got nuts. Yeah, I know you would. I'm doing Golden Grams. That's my favorite one. I don't eat it that much. But I love Golden Grams. I love Frosted I love butter. peanut butter. Yes, I do too. I love uh, Raisin Bran. Yeah, Raisin Bran, I can eat. I mean, I'll eat that in the yeah. morning. Yeah, I like uh, Fruity Pebbles. No, I'm not John. John. That's my time. Oh, John, I like Fruity Pebbles. Okay, I admit, I like Fruity Pebbles. I like tricks. Uh, Raisin bran, I'll do. Shredded wheat, I'll do. Uh, honey coats, I love honey. Uh, apple jacks. Cheerios. Sugar snacks. Uh, honey nut Cheerios. Y'all making me hungry. <laughs> uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Shell bag crunch. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, what was it? Uh, <laughs> I, um, I do the cereal bar, cinnamon toast, crunch bars. Those are good. I can eat those. Yeah, I'll do those. Yeah, there's a lot of good. Yeah, there's a lot of good. I'm making even making myself hungry. I gotta be careful. And also making it on the live video feed here tonight from NWSBS <laughs> on Tradition. 
it is the last ticker herself, Miss Anne Marie Rickenbach, a 2016 Hall of Famer. Oh, excuse me. Uh, and welcome, of course, to 386 Revolution. Uh, sorry for the belch. Uh, um, sometimes she finds them funny, so I don't. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, here are some that I. Uh, y'all remember the list that I did of the wrestlers that were removed from 2K18 that didn't return after 2K17. I think I told you all about those. Um, let's give let's give some of this a try right here. Uh, hmm. First off, I'm going to start with the tag teams. I'm going to do a triple threat. Um, of course, it's going to be one person against one person against one person instead of team versus team versus team. You don't know what I'm talking about here. Okay. All right. The first one I'm going to do here is Blake versus Bubba Ray Dudley versus the Road Dog. Oh, son of a bitch. Michelle, your thoughts here? Uh, gonna go with Blake. JD. Okay, I'm gonna go with Bubba Ray. Okay. John. John's also going with Bubba Ray. Okay. <clears throat> uh the next one here, of course, another the other half of that equation. Murphy versus Devon Dudley versus Get Again. Oh, mother. I think I think Michelle likes it when I say say his name that way. Do it one more time. Get Again. Mm-hmm. Michelle, speaking of Michelle, your thoughts here? Oh, damn it. Uh, so I'm going to go with Murphy. Okay. J.D.? I was staying with the Dullies. I'm going to go with Dully. You're going to go with Devon? Yep. Well, John is going with Billy Gunn. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, let, me, let me see here. Uh, I'm Forgive me. I'm, I'm, I'm looking over my... Uh, this okay. right here. So, by all means, please, uh, please, please give me just a second. Here. I, I miss JML singing that song to me. <clears throat> Hopefully, have him back soon. Uh, well, no, we we we'll, we'll start doing some talking to. Uh, we'll start, we'll start doing some talking to uh, to some of our guys here who haven't been on for a while and see. You know, we can get them back here at some point because, I mean, I will admit, though, like I said, I mean, it, it, the five of us doing this is fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But but I do agree that the remaining, the, 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 the three that was with us when this whole thing got started, it has not really been that much of the same. And, <clears throat> and yes, at some point down the road, uh, Let me see here. I think I'm, uh, forgive me here. I'm just I'm just checking something out here. Okay, go ahead. I'm just gonna uh, so give me just a second here. Uh, 
Same swagger. Okay. This one I think might be pretty good. Uh, let's see what everyone thinks about this one. Uh, Alberto Del Rio versus Brian Pillman. Oh, <laughs> Michelle, your take here. Brian Pillman. AD. Alberto Del Rio, go across the Rio, go back across the Rio Grande and stay there. Please, seriously. And John Thank you, says, yeah. <clears throat> uh, before we go any further, here, we still got, we're going to go a little bit past, not past that, excuse me. <laughs> um, there was something that I saw today I have got to mention to everybody. Uh, I don't know if it was talked about here in certain circles or not, but I have got to bring this up. I read this earlier today. Uh, um, let me see if I can find it here. This is me for just one second. Uh, oh, okay. And our, we'll just say our good friend Alberto 
Del Rio, Alberto Del Patron, whatever you want to call him, is involved in this. The story came out through Jeremy Thomas at 411 Mania. i got to read this. Alberto El Patron files a lawsuit against a Mexican wrestling company. Let me go ahead and read you what the story is. Okay, I'll be right back in two seconds. Okay. Um, but I'll go, ahead and I'll go ahead and read a little bit here, and I'll repeat it back to Michelle when she comes back. Um, or I can wait just a couple minutes until she returns. Uh, and we'll like to say, I'm going in a little bit of overtime here, episode 386 of WWS Revolution. Of course, September Wednesday, September 13, 2017. I'm once again Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw. Also alongside with me, uh, Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodd, the Iceman Jared DiGiolamo, <clears throat> the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, and on the live video feed uh, from NWA US Built on Tradition, it is also the last kicker, Anne Marie Rickenbach. Uh, we're, of course, right in the middle of doing a few extra fantasy matchups spanning from uh, WWE 2K18. Also, of course, uh, I'm also going to be uh, reading a uh, read a uh, uh, quick story here involving uh, the former Alberto Del Rio, of course, now calling himself Alberto El Patron. Uh, Michelle, happy return. She hasn't returned yet. We'll wait just a couple more minutes. But, of course, like I said, as I was getting ready to say, uh, Jeremy Thomas of Four Eleven Media posted this story tonight. Uh, Alberto Epitron is filing a lawsuit against a Mexican wrestling company. Um, so as soon as Michelle gets back, I will definitely I will read this story. And in this case, we hear any silence at all here for the next couple of minutes. Or this the name right, you dumbass. We're going to be waiting on like, the Black Widow, Michelle, and Dasha had to step away for just a minute. It should be right back. Right now we got the first match starting. Dawn Spivey. It's Dan Spivey, you dum-dum. People got the name all wrong. Dawn Spivey. 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 Dan Spivey. And Spivey Chung Lee. Okay. You know, one thing that really gossip got me, I was thinking about this the other day. I was watching, I do believe, uh, a match, I think it was the match in Royal Rumble 97 between Vader and The Undertaker. And they were talking about about The Undertaker's involvement in the Royal Rumble. Uh, For some odd reason, Jim Rawls, I don't know if they put, they, they tell him this, uh, if they write this up for him and do this intentionally, or if he just simply forgets or not, but they said that his first, that Undertaker's first Warrior Rumble match was in 1993. Huh. I know for a fact it had to be what 91. Yeah. It wasn't all right. So. Uh, no, 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 no. He debuted in 91. Oh, he debuted in 90. That's right, and his first Rumble was in 91. You're right. Okay. She's right, right. He debuted in the Survivor Series 1990. I right. he would have had to be in the Royal Rumble in 91. Right. But then he, they also said, of course, that it was that his first rest of, that Jim Ross also did the same thing. I'm sure this was, oh, this was, WWE wrote this, WWF wrote this for him, or if he said this intentionally, 
that the Undertaker's first WrestleMania, he first said he, he said it first. He said it correctly first. He said WrestleMania seven, but then he, Jim Ross changed it to WrestleMania eight, and it was number seven. So I don't know what it is. I mean, unless Jim Ross, like you said, this this was uh, was just handing something. Someone wrote this up real fast, and they kind of screwed up on it. And that's what Jim Ross read. Or like I said, unless this is something it, Jim Ross is saying is is, is is kind of in, in, inaccurate in what he's saying. So anyway, Michelle's back. Well, let me go ahead and read this story right here, Michelle. You probably wanted to hear about this here. I said Alberto El Patron files a lawsuit against a Mexican wrestling company, and here's what it is: Alberto El Patron has announced that he's filing a lawsuit against Mexican wrestling promotion XL Entertainment over non-payment issues. Patron posted a press release to Twitter in which he has announced announced he's suing XL for not paying him and and also other talent members, including Blue Demon Jr., Latin Lover, Cibernetico, and I'm going to try to pronounce this, Tini Balas Jr., that's the best way I can pronounce it. After booking him to... Looking in for appearances with uh, Federation Universal de Lucha Libre, or just simply the word "full" in May. Here is the full. Here is the full post right here, <clears throat> um, and I'm not going to try to read it because he actually this is in Spanish, and I am not going to. Uh, he actually put his Twitter post, which was at 11:10 this morning, also in Spanish. I, I can't even read what this is. Uh, so. Uh, if you want to look at it, it's on the 411 page, uh, and uh, definitely it's a good, it's an interesting story here. I would definitely uh, read. Um, and we were talking about this earlier. I've got to talk about. I got to mention this. Uh, this is just a short, short story here. This is coming from, of course, WWE Hall of Famer, uh, the man we hope who comes back to comes back to WWE really soon. Of course, I'm referring to the legendary Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan posted to Twitter to praise the Vince McMahon-Kevin Owens segment on last night's edition of SmackDown. Hogan said that McMahon just taught this new crew how to get someone over and that Shane McMahon, who faces Owens at Hell in a Cell, has the ability to get Owens over the top. And this is what Hulk Hogan's Twitter thing said. This was at 8.16 this morning. Hulk Hogan said, Vince has taught this new crew how to get somebody over. Now Shane needs to put icing on, on the cake, and KO would be money forever. Of course, initially at HH, of course, as he always does. <clears throat> praising this. What's y'all's take on this? Well, I mean, does Hulk Hogan uh, really want to endorse KO in this case and really stick it to Vince? It seems like it. Uh, Michelle, you got you got a thought agree. on this? You agree? I agree with JD. Okay. All right. John, did you have a thought about this? Hulk Hogan praising the segment involving Vince McMahon and KO from SmackDown last night. John also agrees, too. Okay. Let's do a few more here, guys, before we call it a night here. Uh, <clears throat> and speaking of Mr. McMahon, we're going to put him in another match. This time we're going to put him in a match against Arn Anderson. Michelle, your take. 
Arn Anderson and who? Hulk Hogan? Oh, Mr. McMahon. Oh, Mr. McMahon. <clears throat> Arn Anderson. JD. Double A. John. John also says Arn. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, well, like I said, there was only one female wrestler that was uh, not included in the game. And like I said, we're not going to include her because, like I said, we don't have any other people to put her against, so we can't do that anyway. Uh, and just so you know, that one female wrestler was Eva Marie. Uh, but what we're going to do with the rest of them here is we're going to put the rest of them in a fatal four-way. And this will be pretty interesting. As we put Austin Aries, Papa Shango, Simon Gotch, and Stardust in a fatal four-way. Michelle, your take. My man, Cody Rhodes, Stardust. JD? I'm definitely going to say Cody Rhodes. And John? John also going with Stardust with Cody. All right there, guys. Thank you very much there for, for uh, I said, we've gone through a lot of these uh, over and over here, and, I, and so I'll be putting a lot of these on the uh, 2K Showcase page here really, really soon, so that way we have a lot more folks' opinion about each of these matches. <clears throat> so thank you all very much for uh, providing that here to Uh-oh. us. All right, Michelle, anything else you wish to add for the evening? Holy shit. Um, Other than that. Um, Yeah. Um, I'll have a review of of, of, shit. TNA Global Force. I can't get used to calling it Global Force shit. Tomorrow night. I I haven't watched it from tonight. Okay. All right. Uh, JD, anything else you wish to add? Nope. Not to report. However, if I have anything, I'll let you know. Okay, and uh, John's already left for the evening, so you'll see us tomorrow night on NWA Wolfpack. He wishes everyone a good night. And, Michelle, this is a good segue here, because tomorrow night's NWA Wolfpack will be stemming from the group that was formerly known, that we had in WWS, that was formerly known as TNA US, which is now called GFWUS, A Whole New Impact. Tomorrow night, our live video feed will be from there. Uh, we have a mm-hmm. number group and do, done anything since, of course, uh, since the switch over anyway. So, okay, let's try let's try a video uh, in that page since, uh, since of course, the name change. So, <clears throat> like I said, I used the group, it used to be called TNA US Field Impact, and now it's called GFWUS A Whole New Impact. Uh, no, you know what I said holy shit about? I just read that Ronda Rousey signed with WWE. Yeah. <clears throat> What? Yeah. Your kid. Sure did. Nope, it's what I read. Could we see possibly Helena Cell maybe in a few weeks or Survivor Series in November? No, I, can tell you what, I don't know. I can tell you what you're going to see. This one match that everybody's been hyping up now, with the fact that, that I mentioned this last night. And and I'll, and I'll ask y'all y'all what your what your take is on this. And Ann and I actually talked about this last night after the show went off here. But I've got to mention this here right. Fast. That kind of that kind of reminded me that all these ladies 
that competed in the May Young Classic. That how many were there? Were like what thirty some that competed in this? Something like that. Okay. You know they're going to offer contracts to some of them. Unfortunately, not all of them, but some of them. Uh, one of them has got to be this this that one that made it to the final match against Carrie Sane. What was her name? Baszler? Uh, mm-hmm. Is that her name? Okay. Okay, you know that Baszler has got to be one that, uh, that they're going to offer to since she's technically considered the runner-up of this. Of course, Carrie Sane, obviously, they're going to offer one to. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of others. But the point I'm trying to get at here, and I'm sure y'all would agree, that with Michelle's with Michelle with what Michelle just announced, yep. and with this pos- and with this prospect happening, do y'all fully agree that the re- that that the reality of a four horse women versus a four horse women match is inevitable now, more than ever? No, it's going to happen. It's definitely going to be a rocket button. I am going to be pumped yeah. to see when I see it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, especially you got two of them now considered. If Baszler wants to decides to sign with WWE, which it sounds like to me she probably will. Yeah. I maybe after what Michelle just mentioned, after hearing that 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 that, Ron, that uh, Ronda just signed, you got to believe she's going to have some backup in that, right? Oh yeah. Uh, the other two ladies, I'm not sure. Of. I don't know if they're still considered if they. Would one make that transition or not? I mean, I don't know. But although it might be cool, my personal opinion. Now, based on their their performances, one more quick thing here. This May Young Classic, I'm sure that said that we kept that we kept with that with, with a lot of these matches. Not all of them, but I'm sure a lot of them. I've got to ask, with me just mentioning the possibility that WWE is probably going to offer a lot of these ladies some full-time contracts, who, other than, obviously, the winner and the runner-up from this thing, obviously, that's going to be, that's a shot, that's a, in the bag, obviously. I think y'all would agree with that part. Uh, anybody else in particular, in your opinion, that they should consider signing? Michelle, do you have yeah, a Yeah, that, I think, um, <clears throat> I think it was, her last name was Storm. Am I right, Judy? That sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony Storm. Yeah, she de- she definitely needs to be signed. She is freaking. She's good. I, right. I mean, she can use some work around the edges, but she's she's going towards that that direction. She's she's right. good. Um, there was another one that I saw too, but I can't remember what her name is. Uh, and and I think they really should sign Jade, but I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Anybody else in particular? Mm, no. JD, any thoughts on who you think they should sign? Nope. I had one in mind. I told this, mentioned this to Ann last night. And I don't know, Michelle, if this is the one you're referring to or not, but this girl was did, did, did okay. very well from what I read. Okay, JD. From what I read... Uh, and we've seen some of the videos from the tournament and everything. And actually, it was someone that you all mentioned, Tony Storm, was actually a friend of hers that competed in this tournament. Um, Piper Niven. 
No, it wasn't her. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just saying her and Tony Storm are good friends. And uh, they actually compete against each other in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it did pretty darn well. I mean, Piper Newman's a big girl. Say something. She's tough. Well, I've seen. Awesome. I really think that mm-hmm. she should be one at one for consideration. My opinion. If WWE doesn't grab her, they're fools. Who's that? Piper Niven. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah, she competed with... She, Michelle mentioned Tony Storm. Actually, Piper and Tony are good friends. They compete against each other in the tournament. Another one that I heard competed in this, and this and WWE would also be fools on the sign. This young lady, Tessa Blanchard. Yep, Tully's daughter. She's supposed to be very... I, I've watched some film on her, and she, she is good. She's real good, actually. She, she was dreadful. Like you said, she's the daughter of Tully Blanchard. Why not? Yep, exactly. I mean, why, yeah, why not? I mean, there's so many great ones in here. I mean, bottom line. And they would be, like I said, just like they did with the Cruiserweight Classic, there was a lot of guys in that that you know that they brought in, which 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 they made some made some good choices, but they and and there were some that they there were some that they offered contracts to, but they didn't want them. They they just they just wanted this one little shot at to see how far they would move up. And if they got the opportunity to compete in WWE, that was that was great. But there was a lot of them that actually I heard kind of refused contracts after the Cruiserweight Classic was. But this kind of reminded me of that. So. Um, but other than that, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, a lot of these girls, I'm sure they are going to be given an opportunity. And I, I hope that they sign, I mean, it's too bad, you know, I'm sure they couldn't afford to sign them all. But, you know, it would not surprise me if they, well, first I wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if they did. I would, I would like to see them all compete. I don't know if some would go to NXT, which I'm sure that they would, and some of them they may put on the All Mac on the main roster. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they've earned that opportunity right off hand or not without going through NXT first. So we'll have to wait and see. My first <laughs> but I mean, a lot of these, like I said, obviously Carrie Saints that she wanted, they're going to offer it to her. You know that it's a natural. Shayna Baszler is another. And especially with what Michelle just mentioned about Ronda Rousey being signed, Shayna Baszler would 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 be with no disrespect. She's a tough as nails girl too. I've seen her fight. Yep. Yeah. And she but she would be a fool to pass that up and all that, not join her fellow horsewoman in the WWE and have a have some backup in case you know things got a little bit out of hand. I, mean, I know Ronda Rousey can take care of herself. She's she's one of the toughest women I have ever seen. Oh yeah. Bar none. I mean, we all agree with that. And keep in mind that what she did at WrestleMania what was at 31 whenever she yeah. uh, hip-tossed Triple H and then she almost broke Stephanie's arm. <laughs> yeah. That was a classic. That was golden shit right there. Yeah. And they were talking about that then. They were talking about doing that then. But, of course, she was, I think, she was still holding on to, to the UFC women's belt at the time, too, right? So she could... Yeah, and Dana White had a problem with that too. There was a thing about him having a problem with that. Well, he, he gets on my he nerve. Can't say, <laughs> he can't say anything anymore because she's she's done it. So there you go. 
She's going to live out her dream, as we said. Okay. All right, guys. Anybody else? Anybody else? You anything else you wish to add there, folks? Moon River. No. <laughs> um, I think that there should be a WWE match of The Miz against JD. <laughs> uh, hmm. Only you could think that. Uh, well, if you put, if you actually give him, give Miz some sound bites, and JD, forgive me, this is all in good fun. If you put a lot of JD sound bites on our shows to, to the Miz's ear, I'm sure he would be obliged to it. <laughs> so, so, JD, you better be careful. <laughs> I but, yeah. I got, but, but I will say this. There's two good websites also, finally, for you old-school traditionalists, Tara, and I'm just looking at them right now, and I just added them to my phone, but they're really cool. One is called midatlanticwrestling.net. You might want to check that out. And the other one is midatlantic. Get a, uh, Mid-Atlantic, I just saw it, uh, I think, yeah, it was Mid-Atlantic, thought wrestling, gateway, and I just had the other one, shoot. Uh, Mid-Atlantic, get away. What page is it on? It's uh, on, on, on your computer. You can type up midatlanticwrestling.net or midatlanticgetaway.com, and you'll have all sorts of good stuff for the old school tradition. Right. Well, 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 oh, okay, I thought you said you saw that on one of our pages. No, but you definitely check it out because I mean they have a lot of cool books, like uh, different books, uh, Mid Atlantic Wrestling Yearbooks, uh, Ten Pounds of Gold. They talk about the U.S. title. They write about the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, how Jimmy Crockett did the company, and uh, all sorts of wrestling pages. Like I said, it's really cool. You get to see all the great names: Johnny Weaver, Ivan Koloff, Blackjack, Flair, Harley Race, Gene and Oli, uh, Arn, uh, all sorts of good stuff. You definitely want to check it out. You won't want to be disappointed whatsoever. I will do that. Thank you very much there, uh, J.D., for that update there. Uh, anything else there, folks? Nope. Mm-hmm. We're all good? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much for listening in tonight to episode 386 of WWS Revolution. Of course, once again, September 13, 2017. I do want to thank, uh, once again, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. Also, I do want to thank uh, Anil Patel for coming on here earlier and also uh, <clears throat> uh, the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, for joining us here as well. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, and of course, like I said, some big-time talk here tonight here, uh, big-time fancy matchups and another wrestling discussion in between here. Of course, all in all, a very great show here indeed. And, uh, of course, please join us tomorrow night for Double Dose Part 2, where, of course, we will have where King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith will conduct another episode of Top Hill Inc., followed by, of course, I will be back with N.W.O. Wolfpack uh, from 9 to 11. Of course, Top Hill Inc. is 140562 pounds, and N.W.O. Wolfpack is 138521 pounds. Phone number, as always, 1724-444-7444. And the live video feed for tomorrow night's NWA Wolfpack will be once again from uh, the secondary GFWUS group, the, formerly the TNA US group that we have. Uh, of course, GFWUS, a whole new impact this is now what it's called. So uh, just uh, be sure to join us for our live video feed for NWA Wolfpack tomorrow night from there. For the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo, uh, uh, the Human Suplex Machine, uh, Neil Patel, and also the uh, last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. 
This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinkow saying thank you so much for joining us here tonight. And we'll be back on, like I said, with Top Heel and NWO. And then, of course, Revolution will be back on Friday night from 9 to 11 as well. Revolution is a broadcast of the, of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we are two years older and continuing to be bolder. <clears throat> the radio network has been and always will be your wrestling connection. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow night for some more wrestling talk. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you in the ring. And as always, here in the radio, in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. God bless everyone, and have a terrific evening. Good night. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.